0: Spoiler alert, here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney.
1: Hey. Hello, nurse. Well, hi. What's going on? I'm doing okay. How are you? Oh, uh, great. Well, not great. Obviously, like, kind of weird, but, but good, you know. We, we got to look on the positive side, right?
0: What's the positive side? What's what's the upshot here? What's the best case scenario?
1: The best case scenario? I mean, a vaccine probably. Yes. Like a vaccine and mass vaccinations. But um, I don't know. Maybe we'll all learn a little something about ourselves from <laughs> That's what I was looking for. That's... Maybe there's going to be a big, uh, <laughs> yeah, like a big takeaway. We'll all get a little more creative. I was thinking like, a couple weeks ago when I was thinking to myself about if isolation ended up happening, I thought, Oh man, I hope people do like really good stuff and don't just like create memes. But then I thought, you know what? Maybe memes are like the new books. (laughs) You know, maybe, maybe there's going to be a big, (laughs) maybe there's going to be a big takeaway at one point, you know, in Alice in Wonderland, when her, her parents are like, Oh, uh, don't, don't waste your time reading books. And right. now, if you like telling a kid that would be unfathomable. Well, actually,
0: similarly, just yesterday, Becky and I were laughing about how the opening song of Beauty and the Beast is like, "There goes Belle. She's such a freak because she reads."
1: Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> are like, "It's so weird. What's yeah. she doing?" Yeah, it'd be like if someone with like gaming now, and and then there's been a bunch of benefits to what gaming does for your brain and.
0: Right, I was gonna say body too. It really do <laughs> I mean, to it has an impact in for better or worse. Yeah, you know, it might I create
1: mean, some new neural pathways.
0: I I hear you, and I think I think what you're saying has the tone of optimism. On the other hand, um, maybe memes are the new books. Is like the most Orwellian, sad post apocalyptic thing I've ever I heard. I know,
1: I know. <laughs> Trust me, I think so too. But but I'm just trying to stay a little more. I'm trying to think not like the parents of. Not like the townspeople that Bell lived in.
0: Right, yeah, you're trying to be above all that.
1: that They're the same people that ran, that ran that the
0: beast out of town, for crying out loud.
1: I know! <laughs> I have a little understanding. I think that this is a conversation people are having
0: about, about where to toe the line. Uh, we always complain about how there's not enough time in this life to get the things we really want to do done. And now many of us have the gift of time. And we're realizing that it was more than just a lack of time that was keeping us from doing those things. And and should we put pressure on ourselves to get the thing done to to walk the walk or should we just realize that maybe global pandemic and health crisis is not the time to create your masterpiece
1: true i i did create a little isolation bingo where <laughs> okay. i have to like finish a book like learn a full song on guitar that's got some more intricate parts to it too and then um i might include like a like a build something, like kind of Ron Swanson-y, like almost like carve something out, like make a fucking wooden spoon or something.
0: Okay. Uh, that Those are some like pretty lofty goals.
1: Yeah. You know what? I got time. I mean, like, you know, luckily, still working from home. But uh, it just seems so much, you've got so much more time in the day. You're like, lunch, okay, well, now I can go into the shed for an hour or whatever.
0: How is working from home going? Because I understand some people are finding themselves without anything practical to do and uh, obviously there's also another like subculture of people who are using this as a free vacation are you able to keep yourself busy or is it kind of a geez what the hell am I supposed to do
1: no I am able to keep myself busy and I find it I like I would like to work from home all the time but I do talk to people and they're like they find it crazy that I'm saying that I'm like no I you know I can make my own list I can start like no one's barging in on you to be like hey need this now hey where's that thing well yeah you just go like hey i'll just okay I'll, I'll organize my inbox accordingly and prioritize and then if i get a phone call then i'll deal with that
0: uh, right and especially if you're working in complete isolation and you're not doing the video conferencing or whatever i think that right this which, is, which
1: we have done a little bit too.
0: i think there's a real opportunity if you're working by yourself from home and you're able to stay undistracted for a long enough period of time to get your workday done. I think that indicates, that that really clearly demonstrates uh, how many hours of work are required for your workday. Because we're still yeah. following this ridiculous farming calendar where we show up for eight hours a day. And humans are only productive for a maximum of three hours a day anyway. And yet we follow this same tradition, uh, including uh, an hour of commuting every single day. And that's wasting way more time. So, if you can manage not to be distracted in your home, I think we all have the gift of time every single week if we work from home.
1: Yeah. I, I've got like kind of a routine now. I try to work from like my standing desk in the morning. So, my standing desk is just a bunch of game boxes with uh, my laptop on top of it. Mm. So, it's like just in front of my face. And I've got the keyboard in front of that. And then I'll go uh, over to the couch around like after lunch. You know, I I'm, I'm doing okay with it so far.
0: Good. I'm glad to hear you're not going crazy yet.
1: Yeah, and and you've been going into the station. You've been braving it out.
0: Well, I haven't been braving it. I. It's not like I have an option. I, I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. I, like if I can speak freely. I. But I, we have like a duty, and and I also am the first person to talk about how nice it is to feel of service on the radio. And so, and so that's a joy. Like I I really, especially when I was doing morning radio a few times this week, like I got a lot of pleasure out of, uh, not just providing information, providing, uh, a context and a tone. And I, I think I nailed it. So I'm able to be proud of myself for what I've done on the radio for the first time in a little while, or at least to this extent, but the physicality of it is, is hard because, I've developed as a hypochondriac in the last couple of years. I'm sure. not I'm not a germaphobe, but I think we're all going to come away from this with a little bit of germophobia. Like I was saying to somebody earlier today, um, I've never in my life had to be conscious of every time I touch a doorknob. But now I no. am. Every single yeah. time I touch something, I'm like, now I'm touching this doorknob.
1: Has anyone heard from Howie Mandel? Like he's, this is like, <laughs> he's been preparing for this for years. Well, maybe,
0: but I think that there's like a common there's a bit of a cliche of anxious Twitter where they're like, well, right. gee, I've always had anxiety. Now I feel great. Cause everybody knows what it's like. And I don't really identify with that. I don't think that the average anxious person would feel better if other people felt terrible like that. Right. That would just create I, I more someone,
1: chaos. I saw someone post. Uh, I think a lot of anxious people are actually feeling pretty calm right now. It seems like all those years of like preparing themselves for doomsday scenarios is paying it off. And I'm like, how do you know this? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> how do you, how do you know that, like, pe- all anxious people are not feeling worried right now? I think definitely it's turned up.
0: Definitely they are. I mean, on the one yeah. hand, it's like it's it's very stressful. On the other hand, we really get to feel how safe we feel in our own homes.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also people like to put that in context. There's also people sending out memes that if you gargle salt water every day it will kill the coronavirus before it's able to like go Uh, down your respiratory tract like all these ridiculous not memes i guess but just like misinformation the misinformation is insane
0: and it comes from the top man i mean like the the most powerful speaker in the world is is delivering more misinformation than anybody that's what's scary and that's and that's how it's spreading through north america yeah, I mean, that's not new. That's not like a well, hot take.
1: Well, no, but it's funny because I heard um, I heard a Sam Harris podcast where he was basically saying it's like when Donald Trump had to change his take on the whole coronavirus, right. s- his followers didn't necessarily change their take.
0: They didn't catch up on time, no.
1: Yeah, a lot of them are still like, no, it's just a flu. No, Nothing. but like
0: but like Hannity's on it, and so like you can very c- clearly contrast when he's saying – it's just a hoax by the Democrats to when he's saying, we got to take this seriously.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's only like once the, once the economy starts melting down, that's when I think these people said, oh my God, we have a service to do here. Like we can't just keep saying that everything's fine. I
0: might've said this last week, but I think we are very lucky to have been so ahead of the curve, like that. it ha- I mean, it has to happen to everybody, communally speaking, but because it happened yeah. to us last we were already in the process of keeping people at home before it was even here in Nova Scotia. And so yeah. it is spreading slower because of our preempt. And that's a real blessing.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I think the fact that we're not, you know, a destination, we're not um, yeah. a, a huge hub. We're kind of off to the side. We do our own thing. We have our own little economy. But it's not like Toronto, where you know thousands and thousands and thousands of people are flying in every day specifically to work or travel or whatever you know if you heard someone was traveling to nova scotia and they didn't have any family or friends here it would be like "Whoa, that's interesting uh vacation decision
0: well and exactly how are they doing that anyway because travel is so crazy right now like my friends parents sure uh,
1: I'm, I'm just saying like as a hypothetical right, people right. in general probably wouldn't
0: My friend's parents have been in Vietnam. It's like this retirement trip, like a two-month adventure they're going on. And they've done this wonderful job of like chronicling it on Instagram. And they've just been having the trip of their life. And then I I think for a little while, and as recently as last Saturday, when I saw you last, um, my friend was saying, well, yeah, it's kind of scary. But like uh, they shouldn't go to the airport. Like they might as well stay there. The airport's the worst place to go. And I think that yeah. was their plan, but then of course, everybody changes their minds so quickly, and they didn't really have a choice, and so they had to get home and I saw just now that they were in Pearson, so I know they got to Canada, but they're right. like but Pearson Airport looks completely different like it's you there's an echo in there, it's so empty, and yet you're not getting anywhere quickly.
1: My dad was talking about a friend that he had that um was in Vietnam for on like a big trip too. I wonder if it's the same guy maybe it is huh. We'll talk offline about that. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we don't need to drop that person, Damien. So here's
0: a weird thing that I experienced today. That, um, and I think this is my first instance of having to tell a stranger about social distancing. And no. it was weird. And it's also like I think that the greatest takeaway from this story is that n- this is not natural. Like we people don't naturally socially distance it's just this temporary thing that we have to practice right now and so you have to give everybody credit when they forget and yet we also have this like guilty instinct to be like whoa back up and then you feel kind of bad about that so anyway i went for a walk i went to return a library book and i know the library is closed right now but i had a few hours before work and so i'm like i'm gonna go for my walk get my fresh air uh, i'm gonna walk this book back to the little metal flap where you can deposit your book um, and as it turns out, you can't do that either. They've got that tension. No, book
1: drops are closed, yeah. It's I
0: I don't I guess they just don't want you to like cough in a book and then put the book in the library.
1: Yeah, you know, stuff lives on books for up to two weeks, so who's to say that it's not gonna I don't know.
0: Anyway, so I, I walk I, I don't blame them. I, no, it's fine. I walk all the way uh down to the the water and then I start to walk back and I'm walking like back streets because there's a lot of people that walk on their dogs, and I'm trying not to like walk past the crowds. Um right. And I've got my headphones in and there's a guy across the street on Portland street. And he goes, Hey, and I'm like, I got headphones in. I can pretend I don't hear him. Maybe he's not yeah. talking to me anyway. There's no one else around. And then I hear him go, Hey buddy. And so I turn and I'm like hoping that we can like whatever he has to say to me. He's not like being hostile, but like he clearly he has a question for me or something. And hopefully sure. we can have this conversation from opposite sides of the street. Cause it's dead quiet out there. And as soon as I turn, he starts to jog across the street Uh, and I'm like, ah, and so he gets to me and he starts to talk. And then I had to say, and I didn't even have to like, I didn't even get neurotic about it. I immediately said on instinct, Hey, I'm trying to distance. And then he, and that was fine. And then he just kind of like chuckled like, Oh, okay. And then he goes, uh, can you tell me where the walk-in clinic is? And I'm like, (laughs) in my head, I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, First of all, we could have had this conversation on opposite sides of the street. I'm sure you don't have COVID-19, but these are not the times to get super close to strangers in the first place,
1: uh, much less ask to ask
0: where you can find a doctor on short notice. Like yeah. it, it just stressed me out for, for like five minutes, and then I shook it off because it was it was harmless. And what I think I have to learn from it is some of us are talking about this all the time. And for other people, this is just like a footnote in society right now, and it's not even really on their radar.
1: Yeah, which is also dangerous.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Like, that's, that's for every super safe person, there's a thousand people that are like, whatever.
0: I'm going to take a broom handle with me when I go for walks from now on. That's going to be my, my personal radius.
1: That's good, a two meter broom handle.
0: That's right. Whoa, back up, other <laughs> side of the pipe, buddy.
1: Sir, <laughs> just right into his chest.
0: <laughs> well, we should talk about the thing everybody's talking about, uh, which is uh, the departure of Tom Brady. Yeah. How do you feel? You okay? <laughs> now it got serious. Now it's dark. Hey.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Exactly. We're finished <laughs> talking about the pandemic. Now let's talk about the serious item. We're not finished um, talking
0: about the pandemic, by the way. I have so many notes on a- like everything. Is everything about, everything yeah. is related. Yes.
1: Um, I um started watching the New England Patriots when I was in grade eight right I was I <laughs> guess origin I story been 13 I have been watching this person play for 17 18 years he's gotten the team that I cheer for so many championships yeah he's famously wanting to play until he's 45 I don't necessarily think he's Um, no one thinks he's at the peak of his powers right now and he's asking for a lot so while i was hoping that he would stay and retire a patriot and it's going to kill me to see him play for another team i kind of understand the patriots um stance on it which is like dude we can't give you the world no and there are teams that will want to do that just for his name alone.
0: But there can only be a couple of teams that could afford his demands, right? So like Pittsburgh and what else?
1: Well, he went to Tampa Bay, right? Oh, he went to Tampa Bay. He went to Tampa. Yeah, I didn't know. That. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. So um they had they did have enough cap. Plus he was asking for like roster control. Mm. So you're you're basically you know, it'd be like if uh, if Johnny Depp came in on a movie and said, I, I'm going to like also pick all of the actors, though. This is part of my contract, which happens.
0: But that means you're, that means you're one of the bosses and that doesn't happen in professional sports the it, same way.
1: It, it's, it's never happened in football before where right. someone says, I'm going to control this. Now, they might have some say and they'll they'll listen to their top players. But he's straight up saying. I'm in control of the roster.
0: It also just sets a bad precedent. As soon as you open that floodgate, there's going to be so many great athletes who suddenly are running teams based on ego, and right. that's not going to work.
1: Right, and he's the greatest player of all time, but we also have the greatest coach of all time. So there's a little bit of tension there sure. too, I think. Like, which I, I think both of that. Like, there's no surprise on on either side about the tension there. But but hopefully the coach can still keep enough pieces in play that they'll be a solid team, but they gotta find a quarterback.
0: So you're sad, but you understand how it happened.
1: I'm sad, yeah, I totally understand how it happened. I didn't want it to happen. I didn't think it was gonna happen, honestly. I thought the Patriots were gonna cave. I thought this was like a power move that the Patriots were gonna go, yeah, whatever, we'll, we'll concede for like two years.
0: I saw it phrased the other day that Tom Brady now joins, I think it was Joe Namath, among football players who will retire with the wrong jersey. And to call it the wrong jersey, I mean, I don't know anything, but that does sound appropriate because he played for all these years in that jersey. Like, that's who he is in
1: that's terms right. of legacy. It, it would be like Brett Favre and um, I think Joe Montana left the Niners. To Maybe it was
0: that and not Namath. At one point. Yeah.
1: But Nam- Namath was also a Jet, and then he switched teams at one point, too. It's it's weird when it happens. Um, Peyton Manning it happened, too, as well which he actually won a, a Super Bowl with the team. And I think that's possible. I think it's possible that he could win a Super Bowl with this team because they have all the right pieces. Like, they have really good players in the position that, that he can throw to. So, well, who did who did
0: LeBron leave Cleveland for the first time? For Miami. And that didn't pay out, right?
1: Uh, well, they won two championships. Oh, they did. Okay. Three, right. maybe three championships. Then I'm so, yeah. totally wrong. No, that was a good move, really, and
0: then he came back and won it for them too.
1: And he came back and won one for them back in Cleveland, which was like a huge upset against Golden State. Yeah, that was like you were you were tuned in then.
0: I was tuned in then. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing without then, sports? Are are you like are you finding this adjustment strange?
1: You know what you said about um, never having enough time kind of reigns true.
0: Okay, and.
1: I am kind of like, yeah, I'm going to like finish that book. Like why have I not finished that book yet? I have got this guitar, these guitars over here, which I'll point to. You see this? This
0: is the coolest thing you've ever said. Look at these guitars. Need- let me let me turn around the camera and show you my my axes,
1: my guitars, <laughs> which I I I don't play well. I you know, I'm like, you know, I can noodle away on them a little bit and uh, but it's it's a hobby it's something to do on the side yeah. and and so, sometimes I'll go for hours at a time and be like oh wow I feel like I really elevated there um so you, you know you just got to look into stuff like that home workouts like I have enough gear here to to run some home workouts I'll be fine
0: that's excellent i mean i've mostly yeah. i've mostly just been sticking to the routine that i have anyway for one because i'm working uh so i'm still like going to my job uh which i realize you're doing too um, but there are more found hours just by virtue of the fact yeah. that we're we're asked to stay home uh, more. Plus, I was doing morning radio, and so there's more hours in the day there as well. But I'm I'm just like producing podcasts, uh, writing blogs. I mean, you saw my yeah. my, my my Toy Story three response.
1: <laughs> watching Toy Story, take me through that. So you were were you just watching Toy Story by yourself?
0: Yeah, it was like I think it was uh, Monday afternoon. Um, I. I was just due to work on a blog. I had uh, my blog for the circle was supposed to come out this week and I've had it ready to go. Um, but my plan was to do toy story three for next week. So I'm like, okay, well Becky's upstairs working cause she's at home. Um, yeah. And so I guess I'll, I'll watch toy story three. It's like Monday afternoon. I've been up since four o'clock in the morning. I've seen it three or four times. It's not, sure. it's not new territory. Um, but everybody talks about how like you'll cry during the end of toy story three it, it, you know if not because of uh the fire swirl at the end where you think they're all gonna die, then probably yeah. at the end when Andy's in the grass for the last time playing with the toys uh but I mean though I did cry there, I cried in the opening like there's this there's this incredible opening sequence which I guess I remember but it it was new watching it again where like we open on the movie and their latest scheme is already underway and so, basically they've stolen Andy's cell phone and they're going to hide it in the toy box and then use the landline to call Andy's cell phone so that he'll have to seek out the sound of his ringtone and open the toy box again. Right. And then he, and and so like that, that, that's their incredible effort just for him to open the toy box again. (laughs) And then, and then Woody is on the other. So he picks up the phone. He's like, hello. And Woody's clutching the cordless listening to Andy's first words to him in years. And they're just empty. Right. Hello, hello. And I was, and then um, you got a friend in me comes on. <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I was wrecked. And so I sat there for 90 minutes and I ugly cried. Like what you saw, that little clip I put on calmspace.com. that is very tasteful to what I looked like 20 you, minutes you were before. At
1: that point.
0: <laughs> well, because like it was still living in me when I came up to like, just check on Becky and I don't know, talk about other things. And then she was like, yeah. "She was like, You okay? You look. Your eyes are red.'" And then I just started telling her about how Toy Story Three ends, <laughs> and then she started filming me because it was too impassioned.
1: It was so funny. It really was. It's 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 a thing that
0: I feel like should be embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed by it because I think it's really, I think it's a really human moment, and those totally. are kind of rare.
1: Totally, and you see the humor in it too. Like oh, you're, sure, you're sure. also laughing while yes. you're saying it. Um, yes, yeah, so that, that, that brought me much joy. Um, is there, is there much movie, uh, well, there, TV news?
0: I mean, there is, um, it all relates to the thing. It's, it all comes sure. back to the thing, but we can talk about that. Are you aware of what the late night talk shows have been doing?
1: Yeah. So I watched Trevor Noah. Okay. I
0: haven't was, seen Noah actually,
1: which was good. It it was pretty solid. Yeah. Like, you know, he did, he did a classic, like quick monologue. It was probably, a. You know, seven to 12 minute bit uh, called one of his like co-workers, I guess, who's a comedian. And uh, then they talked about it for a little bit, too. Um, so I, I've been keeping up with David Spade on Instagram. He's doing these little like four or five minute monologues. Right. And he is so solid.
0: Well, what I'm really finding is very quickly, these guys have gotten pretty good. They've gotten pretty comfortable with the silence like yeah like when Seth did a closer look without an audience last week it was kind of rough and it was charming um because he's like shrugging his shoulders and rolling his eyes too like he's in on it but it is awkward and now like Stephen Colbert is doing uh monologues on his back porch or in the bathtub or Jimmy Kimmel's doing it in his home office or Jimmy Fallon I'll say it Jimmy Fallon's doing the best job of everybody he's He's yeah. hosting like full tonight shows in his kid's playroom. And by the way, his house is sweet.
1: And yeah, there's a slide in the
0: living. My room. God. And his kids are crawling all over the place and they're cute. And his and like, it's so janky and everybody's having their kids do their graphics. It is as if they're YouTubers because they are, they just happen yeah. to be in like Comcast's pocket or something, but it's yeah. so grassroots. And, and somehow it's not that awkward. Nobody laughs. Except them. Right. Then they're like, nah, that was a dumb thing to say. And it's, it's, right. it's, again, I think it's a very human thing to see. It humanizes mm. people.
1: Yeah. It's weird to see Jimmy Fallon follow up with like the stuff that he would do over audience laughter. Yeah. Like the little like acting out thing is like, right. oh, I missed you so much. Goodbye. And right, like, you right. Know, like it's, it is a little weird because he's, he's just so natural with it and it sounds right with the right audience but
0: what's really strange about funny about this uh unusual reactionary uh approach to the situation and and creating content uh is that we're literally all in the same boat on like a global scale like in the past there's been the odd instance where like jimmy has to shoot without an audience because there's a blizzard in new york or like right or 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 some, something goes wrong that Maybe it's politically that we can't directly relate to. We can imagine. But but this is, it, this is particularly surreal because you're watching Jimmy Fallon who's uh, sequestered at home, and so are you. And you're not even in yeah. the same country, but we're at home right. for the same reason, which yeah. is weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And you're seeing videos of people in like Australia having like... Doing the same thing, like everyone in the world. It's so weird that we all have a common enemy. <laughs> that's right, but it's,
0: it's kind of unifying. It, it, that's yeah, the irony of, of of social distancing is that it's bringing us together. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you made it. You made it nice.
0: So uh, we predicted last weekend that SNL would be done for the season. That seems almost sure. They've suspended production. Um, I I don't. I mean, I guess that means the Krasinski show isn't happening. Maybe they'll rebook them next year. But a Quiet Place sure Two, well. a Quiet Place Two, isn't coming out now anyway. So there's no hurry.
1: Right. Well, and there have been some movies that are now released on demand, which we talked about. Right. Um so So it's like on demand rental, you need to pay however much. The hunt is it, and uh Emma, Invisible Man.
0: Emma, Invisible Man, and Birds of Prey comes out this weekend on yeah. demand. Oh wow. And that's okay. like that was supposed to be a big deal. It didn't do that well commercially speaking, but I don't know. I, what is the price point for that? Because once it's available digitally, it's really easy to rip off, and I don't necessarily no. condone that. But it's going to happen once there's like a really high quality uh, digital version of it out there. Um, on the other hand, I don't think many many people are going to pay 19.99 to watch Birds of Prey at home.
1: No, I think it should be like six bucks.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, that's you know, that's tough because they have a lot to recoup, and that's what they're going to charge for it when it comes out for rental anyway. But the other right. thing is Invisible Man and Birds of Prey, I don't know about The Hunt or Emma, but certainly Invisible Man and Birds of Prey were done anyway. They had maxed out at the box right. office. It yeah. is time to just release them.
1: Yeah, Why wait? That's fair. Why wait? I, I couldn't believe... Didn't Isn't Disney Plus like stalling on the release of the Black Widow show?
0: Well, yes, for the same reason... Um, like, No Time to Die and A Quiet Place are stalled. Like, The Black Widow, which is a movie, by the way. The Black Widow movie. It's not Disney+. Oh, it's Plus. it's a movie. It's a theatrical movie. Um, no, no. I mean, like, if a series is done, of course it'll come out. And I wanted to point out, actually, that just in time, just before Netflix shut down production, um, and I guess probably Disney Plus shut down production, although they don't have many things in production, um, The Crown Season 4 is in the can and ready to be cut to pieces. And so, like, somebody can work... Uh, Distant in a room on that it'll be Out on time Uh, same with Mandalorian season two so Those two shows will be among the few Prestige shows that come out Next year because everything else got um, Got bumped right
1: Yeah yeah there's there's a big Hole for tent and that That's our it's finally our time to Slide in there
0: I think you're right (laughs) So of the shows that were currently Shut down uh, SNL American Idol uh, America's Got Talent, The Price is Right. Now, in terms of more uh, interesting high drama, Stranger Things shut down, Atlanta shut down, The Flash, Fargo, The Witcher, and Handmaid's Tale. Those are just the ones that I could find, but yeah. short, surely every show that's shooting right now has got to be shut down. And probably that'd be the case for the months to come.
1: Yeah, I think so. I I, I can't imagine there being, I mean, there's going to be new shows, I think. And I I think delaying the black widow thing i'm hoping that's only because it's not like fully mastered or something because if it's already done why wouldn't you just put that out there
0: because they want a theatrical on release on it i get that oh
1: oh, i, th- I thought it was just disney plus no i didn't black- think there was it's th- black widow they'll make money on that for sure i mean well i mean they would they could make money through the plus subscriptions
0: no you must understand that with with one of, if one of the avengers like this is the last avenger to get her own movie right and, yeah, and she's so. well liked um right I, I and the movie looks awesome like i don't think i don't think it would be a a commercially responsible thing to do to put it on disney plus and just skip the theatrical release altogether for for black she- widow
1: yeah i guess i see i'm not on the same page i i don't find black widow like one of the best avengers i am not even a huge like she's an original you know avenger feel about avengers in general
0: sure i mean she's an original avenger and that's that franchise is cash cow
1: that's true you can make billions off it so why not uh
0: black widow is postponed mulan is postponed and that was like do any right? day uh, yeah. matrix 4 is paused production a quiet place 2 of course is, is postponed and i didn't know this movie was uh happening although i can't say i'm surprised minions the rise of grew has post uh has has postponed their production this sounds to me like a minions prequel <laughs> right because the world uh, the world needs that
1: it's literally yeah despicable how is it not despicable me the rise of grew? It's because Minions is more successful. Like Despicable Me was where Gru came into play. Which I think was I think he was already I
0: think tumor. he was already an established super villain in Despicable he Me. He sure was. Rise of Gru would be how he becomes evil, I guess. How
1: he becomes okay.
0: Although never really that evil. Always with a heart of gold.
1: Isn't that like a four second answer? Like, oh yeah, someone killed his parents and he had to figure it out.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. not if they can make more money on it. And with yeah. the minions, they can right they sure can uh did Um, you did you see this um imagine video that was going around today
1: i did not watch it i heard it was the cringiest thing ever it's pretty
0: cringy you know what i i woke up and i was scrolling through twitter and i saw that gal gadot and celebrity friends made a imagine cover video like individually from their iphones while in self-isolation uh, kind of in the style of we are the world, like it's supposed to be this, like this group sing super powered mega celebrity. We're all experiencing something difficult. So let's try to experience something joyful kind of uh, internet stunt. Um, yeah. And I guess just in my morning blear, I was like, that's nice. And so I liked it thinking I'll just use this, this like as a reminder to go watch it later. And then sure. as the day went on and I, I, I saw the dialogue unfold about this video. I was like, I really wish that people couldn't see that. I liked this video because <laughs> people are mad about it. And so I watched it and I want to be like, I don't want to be cynical about it. Cause some people are mad that the, the rich and beautiful movie stars in their mansions on the Hill are clearly out of touch.
1: Saying a song together. Yeah.
0: I don't know if it's that, uh, but I hated it. <laughs> it was really, yeah. it was really cringy and hard to watch
1: right yeah I, d- I did not watch it and also why made, that stupid like, song not give me anything no well that's part of it too just like the like ma- at least make it a song about like sitting at home alone or something even something <laughs> that's a little more on topic not just imagine
0: right right yeah I think that's true God. so Idris Elba has the thing
1: Idris Elba has the thing
0: Christopher Hivu from uh, Game of Thrones
1: yeah he's got the thing in the game then, of thrones
0: from the game of thrones and then i saw today uh daniel de kim from lost Jin. he's got it
1: yes i saw that too
0: but he did an interesting thing where he waited until he's almost recovered to announce his coronavirus
1: oh what did he say about it so
0: similarly to idris he was asymptomatic and for whatever reason he thought he might have come into contact with something so he uh so he checked it out uh he got the test done at like a drive-through test in Honolulu, mm-hmm. uh, went home, self isolated, got the results a few days later, kept self isolating, felt terrible and then started to feel better. And when he made this little video announcement, he's like, I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm getting there. Like he was already, right. he was already coming out of the woods. Um, and he said two things you need to take away are that I was asymptomatic and I did not have to go to the hospital. Um, but that's not everyone's situation. Anyway, he was like, but he was, very cool about it.
1: He was asymptomatic until he wasn't. Like, he ended sure. up getting all the... It's like he, he got tested first thinking that he wasn't sick and well, then I ended don't know, up getting really sick.
0: I don't know what, what exactly led him to get tested, but I know in Idris Elba's video, he explains that he felt fine. And then he was. it was just brought to his attention that he'd been uh, uh, with somebody who has it. And so he's like, gee, right, I should... I I should probably get tested, man. And then he did, and <laughs> yeah. and uh, and he had it. Ugh. We haven't had an update well, from him. We've had some pretty routine updates from the Hankses.
1: Yeah, how are they doing?
0: They're out of the hospital. They're at home, uh, self quarantined. And uh, I mean, I, I guess they're doing better. They like put up like yeah. four Instagram posts. Um, right. But you no, know, I th- I think it's I think it's uh it's on the up and up. Well,
1: Donovan Mitchell, who's and now Kevin Durant has it too. What? Um, but did, yeah, you didn't know that.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Kevin Durant and three other Brooklyn Nets now have it as well. Um, Shit. Most of them say too that like you know when they find out they're like I, I didn't know I had it. Like I didn't feel anything. And Donovan Mitchell saying he's can he continues to be asymptomatic. I wonder if that's gonna do the same thing where eventually he kind of gets knocked on his ass by it. But he's also like like low low 20s yeah uh, early well, 20s e-
0: exactly with with the exception of of i guess tom hanks it seems like all the most famous people who've gotten coronavirus are like young if not young certainly very fit people and there's such yeah. a conversation about about how uh COVID 19 affects old people versus young people and, and you want to talk yeah. about misinformation but it's so interesting to learn how this thing of course can knock like professional athletes on their butts too.
1: Yeah. Um what about uh you going for drinks on Saturday? Do you look back on that and go like ah? Yeah.
0: A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't regret it cuz I think I knew in that moment this is probably the last time I'm going to be able to do this for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, totally cuz we like. could see the tide turning. Um something that I <sighs> like I'm very conscious of is that people kept doing it for days beyond me.
1: That's the scary part. Yeah. Yeah. and Continue to like, are you seeing any of those like spring break kids in the States?
0: Oh, I, well, this is like, again, one of the nice things about where we live is they had the, they had the fortitude to be like, okay, this is not going to happen. It's unfortunate for the businesses and we, we wish them well, but like we can't have these places open because people will come to them.
1: Right. Yeah. It's St. Patrick's Day too. Oh my God, the worst St. Patrick's Day ever. And Tom Brady got traded. Yeah, that I was sucks. Like, Ugh, my my whole my whole day. Is worse.
0: Which which is an inherently Irish thing too. I
1: think. Yeah. Oh, uh, you mean New England, the the New England Patriots. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like like that is in bad New timing. England, they would have they would have been. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that was almost kind of a dick move. It was part. like <laughs> why that day.
0: Yeah, that is a. Uh... Yeah, Really kicking them when they're down
1: Yeah like he wanted people to be talking about it
0: Did you see Disney World on like their big fireworks display the night before they closed
1: I heard it was like mayhem to get into
0: So like Disney World this is so dumb They announced that they're closing in like four days This was last week but they're like yeah Disney World and Disneyland all the Disney parks will be closing But not until Sunday And like this is at a time where this thing is moving rapidly they're going to give it a bunch of days. Cause I guess they don't want to cancel their fireworks display. And yeah, there was like a hundred thousand people there.
1: Yeah. And they were like, like it was basically like black Friday to get into this, um, or like American black Friday to get into this, uh, fireworks. People
0: watching Hannity, man, that's what's happening.
1: They don't know. Ugh. Or They're so, choosing not to know. Right. Um, so I made a, like a, sh- a short little stream list of things that I'm kind of prioritizing streaming right now. Okay. We were talking about how I started Parks and Rec. We're finished the second season now. You, you've seen
0: most of Parks and Rec though, no? Well,
1: I think I started in season... Uh, how many seasons are there? Six? Seven. Seven. I might have started in season four. Jeez. Like having caught random episodes here and there Dude, but never season, prioritizing. Season season...
0: Th- three and four of Parks and Rec are like two of my favorite TV seasons of all time. Yeah. They're remarkable. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: And, and end of season two, the season two is great in its own right. But, I think so too. Um, especially towards the end. You can tell everyone's kind of fine in their, their groove. Yeah. And that's when Rob Lowe and um, Adam Scott come in. Yeah, was it jarring Last
0: for you to realize that Adam Scott actually comes in kind of as a villain? Like he he's not in his original character form yet either. He's like quite harsh and he and leslie yeah. i mean they butt heads and that's just bit. how they that's how they kick off their romantic tension like it was very clear he was always brought in to be ultimately leslie's uh love interest but they it is kind of weird that he develops into this like nerdy sweetheart character right. and in the beginning he's actually quite um quite ferocious
1: oh really okay antagonistic so one episode and i feel like that's Already out of the way but maybe it's not No it goes on Um, for a while Okay because I don't think Jen's Suspecting that at all Like we'll kind of see Well maybe she is I don't know What
0: else are you watching
1: what else are you going to see So I've got devs on the list I want to continue watching devs I only watched the first episode Um, Okay first of all uh, I've been watching Curb Curb Your Enthusiasm And the whole plot of the season Is that he starts his own cafe Called Latte Larry's and it's a spite. It's a spite cafe that he puts next to Mocha Joe's because Mocha Joe bans him from the restaurant, and uh, he, because he, he like complains about his wobbly tables and his cold coffee and the scones uh, too moist. The okay. scones are supposed to have a bit of a dryness. Anyway, so <laughs> he creates his his own uh, cafe called Latte Larry's, a spite store that he calls, uh, and. He has Purell on every single table, and at the time the coronavirus hasn't happened. But I just love so much that he has like it's it's a big point. He's like, "There's no no hand sanitizer. There should be <laughs> hand sanitizer on every table." And now it just makes so much sense. Yeah, that lands even
0: better than they could have possibly imagined.
1: I and they, this season in general has been an absolute, like they bring in the idea of the spite store in the first episode and you don't think that that's going to be the main point of the whole series and it 100% is.
0: I've heard from other people that Curb Your Enthusiasm somehow got even better this season.
1: It's very, very good. That's it's awesome. very funny. Last season, not great. It was good. It was funny. But this season is like, primo.
0: We've been great watching, uh, in, in spite of uh, S is not doled, We've been watching the morning show because I think I wanted to angry right. watch something.
1: Yeah, you were telling me about that a little bit on the last episode. Oh,
0: was I? Okay. Yeah. It's not good. That's Then I'll leave it at that. It's it's so bad. Billy Crudup is actually quite good, but it's it's so bad. And I think we're going to talk about an Apple TV Plus show here in a few minutes, but like, I think in general, Apple TV Plus is such a misfire. And what the hell are they going to do?
1: Yeah. Focus on the AirPods, guys. hmm
0: yeah yeah um T- tonight's audio from slaney brought to you by airpods
1: by airpods <laughs> um but the other things that i have on the list i guess Snowpiercer uh by bong joon ho is yep. also on netflix
0: director bong
1: have you, have you noticed that at all is tilda
0: swinton in Snowpiercer?
1: i don't think she is okay um i think it's it's definitely chris evans okay and it takes place in korea so it's like it's about the 1% of wealth being on like the front of this train and there on the back him and some other korean people so
0: director bong is really quite motivated by uh, class dynamics and economics yeah that's like
1: that's kind of his thing i think i guess yeah uh, cool. it's his niche all right. Anyway, so I, I guess that's on Netflix. I have that put aside. Uh, High Flying Bird is a Steven Soderbergh movie. Um, and this is about an NBA player that is looking for kind of alternative sources of revenue um, and business. Uh, while kind of, I think there's a strike or something. Okay. So he's like... So basically, they're setting up like different games, and and it's all shot with iPhones. I think was the other part. Of it. Oh, that's cool. The whole movie. Anyways, that's that's one that that was a big Bill Simmons watch from last year, and I still haven't watched it.
0: I've been watching. Um, uh, I, I'm about halfway through Godfather Part Three. Okay. Because they did it on the rewatchables last week, and like uh, me and my friends and Becky, we made a point to watch the first two Godfathers, and I think I have a lot of differing opinions about the godfather series because i i think very clearly the godfather one is better than two i think godfather two is overrated which i i know that's a crazy hot take Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um and i think i haven't i've only seen half of it but i think godfather three is underrated
1: it's It's not it's not terrible it's not listen to the rewatchables but it's like it's fine in the overall series it's hard to wrap up um a trilogy, obviously, we've talked about that before.
0: I think it stands on its own because it's clearly a different generation of this family, whereas the first two line up together pretty, pretty tightly. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, this one no is Robert like
1: Albert Duvall, which is noticeable. Oh, I was kind of hoping Duvall's, he would turn
0: up in the second half.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay.
0: Spoiler, hey, it's I, okay because yeah. I was waiting for him. I was like, where is uh, Tom? But I don't know. Yeah, Pacino has he's kind of in a moment in the 90s of of being less good i guess
1: he's he's almost a pastiche of himself in the 90s
0: of course of course in general i think the story's good the only real criticism i have is that it's it's just lower stakes like there's not the 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 problems they're facing are not as big of a deal in part three as they are in one and two and so it doesn't really line up in terms of i I guess because we don't have any veto anymore it's it's Mm -hmm. certainly not as good but it's it's not a disaster like i was led to believe
1: I don't think I've watched since like high school or junior high any of the Godfathers at this point, so it's it's really hard for me. But I I remember my original feelings at Godfather Part Three. I actually was like, you know what? That was a a good a good ending to, right. to the trilogy.
0: Right. Anything else you're watching?
1: Um. The only other thing. Oh, I wanted to talk about Evangeline Lilly. Oh yeah. Oh. And she's kind of like doing the whole Do we have a, a word for these people that are like, whatever, I'm still going out in public? Like, it's just the flu.
0: Assholes, I think, is the word.
1: <laughs> she, she's an asshole.
0: That is what she said. Evangeline Lily, she's like, well, I. And her dad
1: I, has like stage four leukemia. And he's, she's uh, like, I think already there's been like too much martial law in place for my liking. Like, yeah, she's like, I value I my like freedom
0: it. too much to be kept at home. That's so like, oh, so irresponsible. Okay. Well, did you did you see the Vanessa Hudgens video? No. It's I mean, if you're fascinated by Evangeline Lilly, you ain't seen nothing till you've seen the Vanessa Hudgens video, dude. It is so insane. You think that she's doing like some weird like Kaufman esque <laughs> performance art or something? No. She's like she's run, like running her hands through her hair. I picture and she's, her
1: running up to a sick person and being like, "Cough in my mouth."
0: No, no. She she's like the whole point is she's complaining that she can't go to Coachella. Like she's like a thirty two year old woman who's so sad she can't go to Coachella. And she's God. like, and she couldn't come off. Uh, I mean, certainly like a like a dickhead more, but just like dumber more. Like she looks like she's doing right. an SNL character. Of the most ignorant. It's like so ignorant to the point where like I was like, oh, I I must not be in on the joke. This is she's clearly like making fun of somebody. And then a day right. went by and people were posting this like, this is confusing. And then she responded to it. Like, people were like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And she's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend anybody. I'm just disappointed. Uh, of course, I'm taking it seriously. And oh so, like, so, like, she didn't she she didn't say, guys, I was kidding. It it's, she
1: didn't come around.
0: You got to see the Vanessa Hudgens video. It's so weird.
1: Uh, t- yeah, I don't want to, but I do want to. Yeah. I, I want to cringe watch that. I would rather watch that than the imagined video.
0: Netflix party mode? Are you going to engage in this at all? Do you like this idea of, like, having a movie night with your pals, but from different homes?
1: Um, I don't think the watching with other people is something that I... You know what? They're, okay, let me think about it. Earlier I thought, no. But if you had, like, a really funny movie... It would be kind of fun to just, like, be watching the other person laughing super hard at this Andy Samberg.
0: But it's not even that. It's not like you're doing it over, like, video conference because delays would be a problem and everything. Like, it's just a Google Chrome extension that syncs up your Netflix accounts. So, like, when I'm watching Step Brothers and I pause it, it pauses on your TV, too. Like, we're watching it at exactly the same time so we can, like text while watching it or whatever and i think right. i think you and i would do that really well because you and i already yeah. are constantly texting about what we're watching um sure but for the most part like it's gonna be shitty to try and plan a netflix movie night with your friends and then actually like be texting all the way through it because like you i think so too you don't do that I, while you're watching a movie with your friends
1: well and if you're over at the house you almost need to like preempt it with a big phone call where it's like, okay, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, the popcorn's done in the microwave and I'm just pouring it in the bowl. And okay, well, I'm just Jet, like, can you, are you ready? All right, we're gonna, okay, just one sec, second. I'm just gonna use the washroom and then we're about to start. Apparently you in know, some
0: places where the climate is warmer, uh, drive-in theaters are killing it right now.
1: Which seems kind of weird, doesn't it? Like drive-in theaters are kind of compact as a rule.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, if you stay in your car, you're socially distant.
1: I guess so. How are you paying? Like, just swiping on the way in?
0: Maybe they have some of- kind of tap feature.
1: I hate money at this point. My friends were talking about the, the show Dirty Money, and I was like, all money is dirty money. <laughs> People aren't even accepting money right now because it's so dirty.
0: It's true. Are, are you
1: finding yourself being coming up, uh, you're a,
0: a bit of a germaphobe?
1: Oh, 100% I haven't like gone anywhere how do you feel about this as and you can tell me if this is too if this is
0: too personal of a question but uh, how do you feel about this as a person with diabetes
1: more scared yeah I feel like I'd be more and even as like a person with diabetes like I probably I'm in in pretty good shape like I'm you know I, I run often and yeah, I like yeah, I are. think I'm like I think I'm Maybe in, the... I don't want to say I don't want to use the word echelon, <laughs> but uh, I because I don't I want use to use call my actually. I don't want to call myself
0: jacked and sound like an asshole.
1: <laughs> but I just I I just think that I he's got muscles genet- and he reads. I genetically uh, was was lucky to have two thin parents that my dad was also athletic and I continued the athletics uh, stream. You can relax. People with fat, thank you. People with fat uh, tend to have higher A1Cs and that can be problematic. And Anyways, I think I'm doing okay. I think if I got it, hopefully I'd be, but there can be complications on red. Right. So that scares me.
0: So you're gonna stay home and not touch money?
1: Gonna stay home, not touch money. Um, Jen made some uh, antibacterial uh, lotion. So did We're Becky. That
0: so yes. I got home from work the other day, and Becky was like a mad scientist, like closely eyeing. She's like this. making goop. Yes, she was. She was like yeah. she's got her eyes pressed up to this like weird, uh, plutonic-looking, strangely consistent gel, which, as I learned, is just like aloe and I don't know rubbing alcohol or something. She she looked up a recipe, yeah. and um i was like okay this is where we are now like we make our own chemicals and we mill our own paper
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we mill our own paper that's okay we're gonna
0: be all right okay a couple of more uh news items to get through how long would you have to be quarantined to watch cats how long before you're like okay no
1: okay not long I, i would go for the for the like Wanting to see how bad it is watch because this seems like something on another level I saw that fans were protesting for the the butthole version Yeah,
0: the butthole <laughs> cut release the butthole okay. cut
1: There's a there's literally a butthole cut like where people's buttholes are visible in I, this movie.
0: Again, this is one of those things that's so outrageous that I don't know where the line is drawn between fact and fiction or super fiction okay. um, But yeah, that's the idea is like in in Production hell. People are
1: demanding the buttholes
0: in production hell for cats. uh They made cats with buttholes because cats have buttholes, and then, <laughs> and and then it was somebody's job to go in and er, like erase the buttholes, which means they have a movie somewhere pre butthole erasure. So, <laughs> oh, did I lose you?
1: No, I'm, I'm still here. There you sure. are.
0: Um, and so, anyway, they, they, I mean, like, what do they have to lose at this point? Cats is such a laughing stock. So, yeah. Release the butthole cut. Just give, give the
1: people what they want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, anyway, that might happen. Oh, the Cats, uh, it actually, uh, it swept the Razzies, including worst picture. They didn't hold the Razzies, of course, but it won all the, it was the parasite of the Razzies this year. Nice. Which is not terribly surprising.
1: No. Um, will will you watch Cats?
0: Sounds like I'm less interested than you are. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'll be more hey, bummed I, by it than you.
1: I, I, I kind of like musicals anyway, so maybe the music will keep me in there. Well, I
0: like musicals too, but here's the thing about Cats. It's not a good musical.
1: Right. Either, ca- but he, is, is the music not good, or is it just weird songs? It's not that good.
0: I, and I yeah. like. I think. I think that Cats. Not that I really know anything about anything, but I think that Cats is like a real cliche of like New York tourism. But there are so many better mu- musicals. Andrew Lloyd Weber has written so many better musicals. It's so weird. The songs are kind of bland. That's that's what I understand to be about Cats. I've obviously never. I've never seen it. I know some of the music. But I like musicals too. I think that's why I don't want to see Cats, even for the right. even for the fun of it.
1: Sure, that would that might be a funny Netflix watch party. Yeah, like watching with other people in, uh, so you can comment and be like, "This is the dumbest shit ever." Well,
0: and you could text cats. throughout it because you wouldn't be scared of like missing anything good. Right. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog has uh, surpassed uh, Detective Pikachu to become the highest grossing Video game inspired movie ever It's got 307 million dollars worldwide It's actually a huge hit Yeah And the last thing I wanted to bring up Is this uh, New Yorker article It's a profile about Fiona Apple Interesting Who normally I wouldn't care about except for that She I, I guess she used to date Paul Thomas Anderson I'm not aware of this like past relationship But it was like in the 90s um, okay, I when, didn't know that either. When he was kind of like a different guy as it turns out. And there she she paints a picture while discussing her past relationship with Paul Thomas Anderson, which is deeply unflattering to this director who you and I both think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um and uh she talks about how they used to like do a lot of blow together and that after that relationship she like never did drugs again because he was so annoying when, when oh, he really? would be high on coke and she she recalls in particular the worst night of her life was when she got like dragged to quentin tarantino's house and she just had to oh sit God. there for hours while these two coke heads like just like flattered themselves about cinema and she just she's like every drug addict should just have to be in a room with Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino <laughs> on coke and they'll never do drugs again because it was so annoying wow. <laughs>
1: and now I like I can't picture PTA doing drugs at all but I guess no. as, like a young superstar he was probably super open to it
0: I mean he made like boogie nights and
1: stuff like he's not yeah I guess the world had to be somewhat familiar to him
0: and in general he just has a kind of a dark head I think which is pretty clear even in his more recent movies.
1: In literally every movie. like He hasn't really had a a bright movie, has he?
0: No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. (laughs)
1: He's not not out here releasing comedies.
0: Right. Okay, so we should talk about shows. I don't know how we're going to... Because we're both using our phones, how are we supposed to time this? I didn't think about it. That's a big
1: question. Now, can we... If we hit the home button and get rid of our FaceTime uh, part, can we... Oh, but you're not going to be able to see my t- timer, and I won't be able to see your... T- well, you know what? I'm a little laptop here, so I can probably set a timer.
0: Okay. All right. Well, okay. It's it's fine. We could just like recap it really fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true,
0: too. We make the rules.
1: We're not confined to this 30 seconds. No.
0: We've been talking for an hour already anyway. That's true. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, okay. And I, I think... I'm not really sure which show I want to recap. Neither one is especially easy. Uh, I guess I'll recap Dave. I want to recap the first episode of Dave. Sure. (laughs) I have a lot of questions about this. This is, this is the show that I didn't know existed a few days ago and I'd never Uh heard of, I've never heard of this person either. Um, Okay. Uh, I guess I'll just start recapping it. Is that how we'll go? yeah let's go on uh, three two one go dave is a rapper who believes truly in his heart that he's maybe the next greatest rapper of all time um and he's trying to get uh features on tracks of like other more successful rappers and in order to to get a deal with a rapper who he admires and wants to work with. He has to cash in his entire bar mitzvah savings, which is $10,000. And then he has to kind of go on a bit of a a goose chase and actually get this guy's attention. Uh, He goes to the studio. uh, They kind of just make fun of him and start to blow him off. But then they put him on Instagram live and he raps and he's actually really good. And he's, um, he's a huge nerd.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. He still doesn't uh, actually get the uh, the feature, the feature which he wants from YG. But YG is kind of like, "Don't worry, man. Like, I'll hook it up." And I think he It'll will, definitely but he happen.
0: I think he will, but also, um, he's kind of blowing him off. And as and as Dave's friend points out, what you got from him is better than like a verse on his song. He put you on his Instagram, and now you've gone viral,
1: right? And, like, all of his friends are texting. He's getting texts out so, the woodwork. So
0: right? here's the thing I didn't understand. Um, uh, I'd never heard of this Lil Dicky person. Right. And I'd never heard of Dave Bird before. But right. the show starts, and I'm like, well, this guy Dave Bird is pretty funny. And I look up his IMDb, mm-hmm. and I see he hasn't really done a lot in the way of acting. No. Uh, but I see he's got other things called Little Dicky or whatever. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. he's worked with Little Dicky before, so they, they <laughs> okay. must be like partners. And I'm like, where's Little Dicky? And it took me a, like a good five minutes to realize that they that he is Little Dicky. They're one and the same.
1: Finkel is Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel.
0: I see. I've it would help. Like I I just I don't know how I missed this guy, but it's yeah. it's completely gone over my head, um, right. and. I still don't know that I get it because, like, he he acknowledges in the episode that he's like a satirical rapper. So, like, this lady is like, "Oh, you're like a satirical rapper," and he's like, "Finally, you get it." And that's yeah. not new ground. Like, there's been like dorky Jewish white guys who are actually okay at rapping, but it's it's not real.
1: That's right. that's before
0: like, that's existed.
1: He's like Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham was more switched on to how to actually rap well. Well,
0: he's he's Hoodie Allen, you know Hoodie Allen?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um and so so again, but like Hoodie
1: Allen is isn't he like a little like I don't know anything by Hoodie Allen, but I know a ton by little Dicky. So maybe we're just on different we we have our own satirical rappers.
0: We right are. Now. We're on different wavelengths cuz I think they're I think they're similar. But I also I don't know anything about anything. Although um and I don't know anything about rap, but when he does finally rap, I get that it's important that we have been following this guy who appears to be kind of delusional for the whole episode and then as it turns out he's awesome. Um I don't know anything about rap, but it seems to me in in that 2-minute spiel he gave, he seems to be flowing in and out of a bunch of other different rapper styles. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like I can hear oh, yeah. other
0: rappers in in like just momentarily in this thing he does.
1: Yes. I And I think that's um, something that he kind of, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't have much of an original voice because he'll kind of just like jump into the way different rap. He's kind of a chameleon while making funny raps. I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I still think it's a mistake to call the show Dave because it's just – it's inexorably associated now with the show, the movie where Kevin Klein is the president. Everyone's That's going right. to say, oh, is that the thing with Kevin Klein?
1: Yeah, you could even call it Dickie. Yeah. And that would be like a little more. Or, I don't know, just something a little less on. Like, call it The Come Up.
0: No, I don't like that either. No. No. Maybe the fact that we're having this conversation, maybe the fact that we're having this conversation, has proved that Dave is a good name.
1: Maybe, but it's like we have a Dave, we have a Barry. There's literally a man named Dave Barry.
0: <laughs> That's true. Uh,
1: I don't like you know, when P- like, when
0: things are named after a person, though. I never after
1: have after the name. Yeah. Yeah. I Tell like me. I
0: like his redheaded friend who's, like, on Wall Street. I forget that guy's name. He's, like, a Rogan guest pretty regularly, and he's done a lot of sitcoms. Really? He always plays this, like, kind of angry, funny friend and stuff.
1: Okay. So he's, like, a stand-up. Yes. Okay. Gotcha.
0: I like the show.
1: I thought it, it was cool. It wasn't bad. No. It started out a little, like, uh... I wasn't sure I like that it didn't end with a definite like oh my god he, like here's the song we released it that it, there's going to be a period of struggle that he goes through sure um and you know you're not certain if him and his girlfriend are going to stay together there's a lot of tension there too obviously oh there is yeah there's, there's a lot of storylines that that could come from
0: this. do you remember and you mentioned Bo Burnham do you remember Zack Stone is going to be famous
1: uh, yeah, that was his show, wasn't it?
0: It was a show on I think Comedy Central or whatever, and it was about like yeah, a that delusional. So funny. It was really funny, like delusional young white guy. Like he doesn't even care how he gets famous. He's just so obsessed with the idea of being adored by the world. I kind of right, got I kind of tra- got that vibe in this. Like if you mix that with Atlanta, it's this show.
1: Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And you should have you looked up any of his his rap afterwards, just to. I kind of want to now. You should. Yeah. You should. You, you would. Uh, there's a lot to be appreciated in it. Okay. Um, I'll send you some links.
0: Okay. Thanks, buddy. I'll send you the Vanessa okay. Hudgens thing.
1: Yeah, please do.
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, your turn to recap uh, Mythic Quest, Raven's yes. Banquet.
1: Yes. Um, I'm not going to use character names because I don't know any of Pop... I know Poppy... And then I'm going to say Rob McKellany. His
0: name isn't Ian, it's Ian.
1: Ian. <laughs> Ian, Poppy. Uh, those are pretty much the main two. And Abed. And Abed. Yeah. Danny, Danny Putty.
0: Okay, uh, recap the first episode of Mythic Quest in three, two, one.
1: Okay, so Mythic Quest uh, was a, a game produced by this guy, Ian. He worked with a team, but it was overall his vision. It ended up being one of the number, o- the overall number one games of all time. Um, he's making a sequel to that game called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Um, the whole idea is it's going to be expanded a little bit. Uh, the game's going to be a little bit different. He's got this designer, Poppy, who's helping to work on it. She wants to incorporate... This shovel that, that's going to change the game. But he wants to kind of be a weapon. And he's thinking uh, of all of these uh, ways that they could use the shovel. Mm-hmm. They get it um, reviewed by Poodie Shoe, who uh, is a kid who reviews games. Who uh, is It's an awful commentary on life. But he ends up uh, not liking her version. They keep remaking it and remaking it. And by the time Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet comes out, he gives it four buttholes, which is supposed to be the equivalent of four stars. It's a rave review. That's right. And everyone is happy, although it really paints uh, Rob uh, Iron in the light of uh, being a huge egomaniac and the rest of the staff just kind of trying to uh, uh, deal with this egomaniac. Right, wow. so uh, with the success of the game,
0: apparently this guy and I loved the character design. I loved the big beard, but also like the bracelets and the dumb rings and like all yes. the all the uh, the junky chach you get at EB Games. Like, uh, yeah, he's clearly an egomaniac and um, and also just a nerd. He's just like a loser. Um, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, he's like a pr- a pretty clear ripoff of the guy who invented League of Legends. And so uh-huh. I, I think maybe I this yeah. guy is just like such a such a douche that he's easy to satirize. And so right. and so that's what this show is. And the game itself is is very League of Legends or World of Warcrafty. Like it's supposed to be like the the biggest RPG in the world, which right. is my biggest criticism of this show. Um because it, it kind of seems like a small time operation in the show. Becky pointed out, because she's worked at internet startups before, she's like, this really feels like a startup. Like, why is Poppy the only designer on this game which is supposed to be like a huge it should be this big committee driven operation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I know nothing about gaming too, and I think that kind of stopped me from fully appreciating the whole show. Yeah, I mean, Maybe people that are into it would would like that more, but I don't know. I I know there's always a lot to introduce in these first episodes, and we've talked about that before. Um, But it seemed like it was supposed to be like a huge comedy. Uh, It was supposed to be Apple's like big comedy, I guess. And although I've heard really positive reviews of it, I I don't really I get it. Interesting, but I just didn't find much of it very funny.
0: Well, see, I was really on board until uh, ten seconds ago when you said it's supposed to be Apple's big comedy. Like, (laughs) and I don't know who, who put that idea out there, but like Apple thinks everything they create is, is the second coming. Right. And that is usually like, that's usually a recipe for letdown. I didn't know anything about it. And so I was kind of charmed by it and I don't know much about video games either. um, But I know enough to like recognize what they're either lampooning or trying to pay homage to. Like, I really appreciate Mm -hmm. that they went they went the extra mile and like animated a video game just for bumpers between scenes. Like they show us a lot of content from their game and that's kind of cool. Now it's a workplace comedy about a world that none of us are familiar with. And that's, and that's worked before in like 30 rock or whatever, but it's pretty, it's, it's pretty extreme. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, I I don't know. I don't know the, I can't relate at all to, um, we have a uh, motion capture studio at our workplace. Right. Not that I right. need to relate the, to this show.
1: Even the premise of like what happens once the game's released. Like, what's that whole office doing now? Like, the game's done.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think I think that's a very good point. I guess they you start know, developing they, more like um, expansion more for the game. Like, yeah. yeah,
1: it must be that. But again it's I just it's
0: it. just Poppy who by the way is is a good character and is maybe positioned to become the lead character of the show like she's the one who she's like the grounded rational person and she's also the only person who's able to tell Ian uh what's what and he kind of listens to her like he yeah. at least it, quietly uh internally behind closed doors he kind of respects her
1: right yeah, I thought the ending was funny when it really seems like she's going to be the one who's brought up on stage, but you know it's it's not going to be her, and you think maybe it's the assistant, <laughs> and she's the one to say it's going to be the shovel. No, it's the shovel. She's <laughs> going to bring the shovel. That
0: was a good deconstruction because she's so she can't have her feelings hurt. She understands. She's Liz Lemon, right. and he's he's Jack Donaghy.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a great way of putting it. That's exactly who they're playing,
0: how about Danny Pudi? i i like I like that he gets some work. I feel like he'd be wise to try and get like a real role that's not a tertiary character in a nerdy niche sitcom that very few people watch. He's done that a few times
1: now but but he's kind of being at least the um the kind of like douchebag money driven guy of he's all. cocky in it, yeah, which I liked it, it's a little bit of a departure, yeah. Yeah. I less don't, less I don't know. so nerdy, I guess. The, what's weird like about
0: the about the shovel thing in particular, because it's so specific, is that it didn't feel like a pilot to me. It it made like the shovel it, it made that kind of feel like just this uh, another in a long line of random episodes, and this one it happens to be about the shovel. Right. Like you jumped your whole series off on person wants a shovel, other person doesn't want a shovel.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There was no real. Um... Oh no, there was a B plot, and that was the the game tester, the game testers that one of the girls loved the other game tester girl.
0: Right, and then there's another plot, which is the HR person who's sick of all the drama.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. That that was kind of like everything came together with it. I guess
0: A-book. it's it's not a plot. Maybe that's going to be an ongoing thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. know. It was. It was it was a, a like I wasn't tired of it. No,
0: it was short. I like that. You know what? I do give it my ass. I give my ass to both of yeah. these shows. I think Dave was yeah, better. It it's better. certainly it's certainly more artful.
1: But I th- I yeah. thought
0: Mythic Quest was pretty creative. I I thought it was good.
1: You know we can't afford to not give our asses to shows right now because You're so <laughs> we are so right. We we're 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 stuck inside. So if I'm on the fence, I'm giving it my ass.
0: That's right. Watch shit.
1: You gotta watch this show.
0: And also, uh, I mean, it stars uh, Michael Henny. And it's also co-created by Charlie Day.
1: Yes. I, li- I, I d- was surprised to see that he was a, a co-writer on it as well. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so listen, I don't have uh, a Will Smith thing, and we're on the phone, you, you so know, I couldn't look one up. That's okay. You know
1: what I saw? I saw a Will Smith clip that was going around that I was thinking of because it's the whole idea of being trapped. Yeah. And there's an episode where he gets trapped in the basement with his girlfriend. And okay. the whole thing. And I might've mentioned this on an episode, like within the last couple of years, this is a fresh Prince thing, a fresh, a fresh Prince episode. And they, they're dressed up cause they're at a, a house party, I think. And then they get locked in this basement and the girl's really uncomfortable. And she starts taking off her like um, eyelash extensions and her like nail, like her clip on nail things. And, he's like super grossed out by it and after a couple hours he's just sitting in this basement on a tricycle and he's got like a wig on his head because she pulls her weave out and he just like puts it on and he sings the song trapped in the basement sitting on a tricycle girl getting on my nerves going out of my mind i thought she was fine don't know if her body is hers And and I had that trap in my head, and someone posted that just like being trapped in the house.
0: You um, you do have it stuck in your head, like you have it memorized.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's and, and I could have could have done that at any time, but I appreciated that someone else posted it online.
0: Do you think maybe he intercepted you?
1: I think he probably yeah at a young age yeah without my consent.
0: He thought in thirty years. I'm going to make sure that Matt Slaney has to stay at home and this song comes into his head.
1: Yeah, he was like, in 2020, when the virus breaks out and people are <laughs> going to be trapped inside their house, they're going to be singing this song from 1992.
0: Of all the songs he wrote, that's the one.
1: Of all the songs, yeah, <laughs> that was his big master plan. I'd buy it. Yeah, I well, know.
0: Anyway he probably doesn't have uh, the virus or anything but uh he's probably going to lord it over us when we get it so
1: proving again why he can't he's not trustworthy he's got the cure that's he's got it. the vaccine maybe yeah this is why they're gonna announce this that why.
0: they'll announce that on red table talk
1: yes right yeah exactly. <laughs> he's gonna he's like hey, hit the link buy the vaccine <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is one of his bucket list items.
1: That's oh my god, yeah. Okay, well that's he why you. Uh,
0: that? uh, no, it's never done. That's the whole point of a bucket list.
1: Right, I guess. The, but the bucket clearly has a, a bottom. Yeah, But his doesn't.
0: Well, we don't. That's another reason. Evidently, as hard as it gets to to talk about why we can't trust Will Smith for 149 episodes, there's no bottom to our
1: bucket. No bottom to our bucket. Well, that's no why, you never, never trust that's why you never
0: trust Will Smith. Stay well, everybody.
1: Yes, wash your hands, be safe. Don't go outside if you don't have to. Remember when we'll never go outside was our motto?
0: <laughs> it was. First episode of the podcast, <laughs> we're like, maybe never go outside is our motto. And that was just How supposed would... to be like, you have too much TV to watch, never go outside.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Well, I think I think we've just hit a, the completion of a circle, haven't we? <laughs> I
1: think we sure did. <laughs> All Uh, right, never go outside. uh, Never go outside.